your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the hosts, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Welcome, everybody. We are so blessed today to have with us a fascinating guest who is the author of two best-selling books, Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal, and Your Healing Hands, The Polarity Experience. Richard Gordon is recognized as one of the pioneers in the field of energy healing. Today, as the founder of Quantum Touch, Richard is an internationally acclaimed speaker. Welcome, Richard, so much. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Hey, Betsy. It's a real pleasure. It's a life for me. Let's, let's first take a route that maybe you were ready or not ready to go down, but we'll have a lot of fun with this interview today. Before we begin speaking about quantum touch, um, to understand, I want to talk about understanding kind of the mindset that many people stuck in a traditional paradigm have about healing words like recovery. To them, it's all about kind of losing the doctor's diagnosis. So, you know, for example, people who feel they are cancer survivors, quote-unquote cancer survivors, after rounds of chemo when the tumor is no longer detectable, feel they have beat the disease, when in reality it's like pulling out a thorn from an infected wound and saying it's healed without even clearing out the infection. I'm, I'm kind of bringing this up because I believe that the only way we truly can heal ourselves or our ch- help our children heal themselves is by shifting our mindset and taking responsibility. And with that being said, can you speak to me about where true healing comes from? Well, the healing happens within. The cells have to heal themselves. And there's a lot of factors that affect that kind of healing. And a lot of people are very comfortable speaking about one or two or maybe even three of the factors, but ultimately... I can't heal anybody else's cells. The doctor can't heal your cells. You have to have a system that heals itself. Now, what causes the healing? Well, you brought up the emotional issues, and that's a really important area to deal with emotions. But there's also the nutritional, and then there's also the uh, auto-toxification of the system from ancient matter in the colon, which a lot of people don't really go to. And so you've got the emotions, you've got the nutritional side, which a lot of people really don't understand hardly at all, especially right. in this society. Then you've got the autotoxification, and, and then also the air and the water and the lifestyle and the exercise are crucial factors. So a lot of people think they're well because they're not exhibiting symptoms. But that's a rather shallow viewpoint. Just yeah. because somebody appears to be functional, just because the car is running, doesn't mean that it isn't leaking oil. Sure. Sure. And, and I, I see this every day. I mean, my, part of the reason for my guest, for everyone that's listening today, if you hear a bit of raspiness in my voice, as I gave a large uh, presentation in Detroit last night, and, and um, 
on, on nutrition for two hours. And, and when I speak about nutrition, I get so animated and I, I kind of scream it out <laughs> in, my, in my Italian form. Um, and it kind of just goes out. But um, understanding to take that responsibility is huge. So, oh. so bring this over then to me with the whole end of quantum touch and why this is such an important key. First, what is it? And then why is it such an important key? Okay, sure. Quantum touch is a form of energy healing, also known as vibrational medicine, which is becoming increasingly powerful. It allows a practitioner to, whether they're a professional physician, chiropractor, acupuncturist, physical therapist, body worker, or layperson, to do things that have generally been considered uh, unknown or previously unseen. What, what we're doing essentially is we're using the energy of life. Uh, the Chinese have called it chi, and the Japanese call it ki, and the yogis have called it prana. And Dr. Beverly Rubick, a physicist, found 76 words that different cultures were using to describe this life force energy. We're harnessing this energy. Now, it's only the modern scientists that have given a new name to the energy. They call it woo-woo or placebo. <laughs> but this is the animating current of life. If you look at the biology books, none of them will tell you what the spark is that makes something alive as to it not being alive. They just say, well, it is. But this spark of life is something that we can tap into. And the way we do it is not through some magic attunements or magic symbols or anything like this. What we do is we use simple breathing and body awareness exercises because wherever your attention goes, energy goes. For example, if I bring it right back to you right this second, if you were to hold out your finger, doesn't matter which one, okay. just hold out a finger right now and see can you feel any sensation in the finger without touching it? Yes. Okay. Now, if you breathe deeply and put all your attention into one part of the finger, can you make that part of the finger have more sensation? Yes. Okay, good. Now, some people may have had trouble with this little exercise if you were following along, but most people can do it pretty easily, and those who don't do it easily can learn. What's happening is energy follows thought, and when you brought your awareness into that part of your mm -hmm. finger... Those people who could see energy would see it lighting up, so to speak, and that's maybe how they perceive it, as light going into that part. What we learn to do is a series of very simple basic exercises where people sweep the energy up through their whole body and use various breathing techniques to link with the body awareness, and what that does is it raises your own field of vibration, mm -hmm. and then through a process of resonance and entrainment, the person in need of healing matches or entrains to the vibration of the practitioner. And then the body intelligence takes over and does the healing. Because, you know, as a head of a, whole, of a clinic as you are, or your husband being a physician, how do you, how do cells heal themselves? You know, do you really understand how that happens? No, of course or, not. Of course not. When you cut your finger, do you need to get a book and say, let's see, how am I going to get these cells to knit together? <laughs> we trust the process. And what's happening with this work is when you've raised the vibration sufficiently high, the intelligence of the system goes to work. 
and does the healing it deems necessary. So we end up seeing a very wide range of phenomena, too wide to even, you know, try to get into too deeply because the body heals itself and we simply provide the energy mm-hmm. that it is requiring to do the job that it's wanting to do. Okay, so here's a question for you. Now, sure. to this show today is, um, although I hope people, everybody listens to this, it is, it is through autism, so we, sure. I want to mention a piece of that. Now, it is to my understanding and my work with autism and my husband's work with autism that these kids are really functioning at an exceptionally high frequency. Many of them are. So if an energy healer is to help raise the frequency, can, if, and the energy healer isn't potentially even at the frequency where the child with autism may have, can, it, can there still be help given to, to these kids? I think, I think we're talking about two slightly different things. Okay. I, I saw a uh, documentary about some autistic children, and in one in particular, I think it was on 60 Minutes, where the child appeared to be completely disinterested and not connecting with the world, but was actually running circles around everybody in her intelligence. And that well may be the case for many autistic people. The problem is that they're not able to, we're not able to function in their world and they're not able to function in ours, so we're not communicating well. The difference in vibration that I'm speaking of more is more about the physical energy of the body. In other words, uh, one of my students has an autistic son, and he was outdoors on a very hot day, and there was a piece of steel plate that had been sitting out in the sun all day. And when the child stood on it, his feet started burning. But he didn't get the connection between standing on the plate and the pain in his feet. So he just stood there, and his feet burned. His father, who uh, uses quantum touch all the time, you know, when the child was relaxed, started running energy to the feet. And when the child quickly fell asleep, uh, continued running the energy. When the child woke up, he had no more pain on the feet and was able to walk around comfortably again afterwards. The healing itself doesn't affect, it doesn't seem to affect the consciousness very often of the autistic children, but would help them become physically and emotionally more balanced. Okay, so we're not, because like animals and, and yeah. the innocence of these wonderful children, exactly. um, you know, they are so, in, in their own way, so well balanced because of the fact that they, they, you know, they're not concerned with peer pressure, they're not concerned about no, thoughts no. in the society, and they are at such a high frequency because of that. Exactly. But it's, we're still able to help, help balance kind of that physical part um, well, in what's off. Yeah, the thing is, is that when a person's been eating, say, a standard American diet, their body is very off. Yes. No, no matter how totally true to their own nature they are, they may be feeling a level of discomfort that you wouldn't... I mean, if you were, if you just went on a very poor diet and ate at fast food restaurants every day, like that movie... Uh, uh, Supersize Me. Yeah, Supersize Me. And you were to do that, you may, you may still be having a good, happy day, but you wouldn't realize how much distress your body was under because it's sort of like the background sound with a 
air conditioner on in the background, you don't notice it until you pay attention to it. When you move yourself to a different place, you realize, oh, this feels much better than where I was before. Mm-hmm. Now, this is sort of what happens is that we could be feeling much better. One of the most unusual phenomena that happens with a quantum touch work is when you touch a person on the first day of a workshop before lunch break, you're actually able to see the bone spontaneously roll back into correct alignment. Now, I didn't know that my hips needed to be back in alignment. Sure. Nobody perceives that, but the body has that desire that the structure becomes aligned. So, the autistic child may be perfectly happy and content, but it doesn't mean that physiologically they're operating at their optimum level of well-being. Got it. I understand. All right, we're going to have to take a quick break. When we get back, let's talk a little bit more about how you can possibly do quantum touch on your own child. We'll be right back with the wonderful Richard Gordon. Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. In the realm of mental health, psychiatry is often misunderstood. On Good Psychiatry is Good Medicine with host and forensic psychiatrist Dr. Ron Kennedy Bailey. Find out the truth behind the myths, rumors, disparities, and misconceptions about the broad spectrum of mental illness and treatment options. Dr. Bailey educates and informs with truthful, factual, honest, and direct communication of information regarding mental health issues and topics to further enhance the overall medical and legal areas in healthcare. For the best information on ADHD, psychopharmacology, forensic, and psychiatric health concerns. Tune into Good Psychiatry is Good Medicine with Dr. Ron Kennedy Bailey every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Radio, dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Richard Gordon, who is the author of Quantum Touch, and we are learning so much about the power to heal, and especially with autism. And I I do um, first have a question for you before we go into some ways that parents might be able to help their own children and Mm -hmm. um, where they might want to go. But I I know that this is a a common question, and people like to know the difference between quantum touch and Reiki. Well, there's a lot of differences. Um, For one thing, quantum touch does not have any symbols or attunements. The people use their own breathing and body awareness to raise the energy. We don't have any degrees or masteries and things like this. (laughs) The quantum touch, when I interviewed Reiki masters at one point, I talked about 50 of them, and over half of them said that from time to time they felt tired or drained. And even though they're not supposed to get tired or drained, what was happening was they were in training to the person that they were working on. They were matching vibration. And so they, it was actually happening, but they were becoming tired or drained. And that, that doesn't happen with the quantum touch work. Um, we're actually having to, like while a Reiki person can just sit back and wait for something to happen, we could do that, but that's not quantum touch. Quantum touch is a very active process where you're using all your facilities. You're using your breathing, your body awareness, your love, your intention, your attention, and you're putting all your energy there to help something and allow something to occur. Well, Reiki is more passive. And so we have countless Reiki masters who have become quantum touch practitioners and instructors because they say that it empowers their practice. And some of them have, uh, one of them calls it uh, Reiki on steroids. <laughs> well, one of the questions with it, because I have a daughter who is a, a wonderful healer. She's a crystal child, and she's just an amazing, amazing human being. And um, she she learned Reiki um, at a young age because sure. we, we knew she wanted to and such. Right. But she has a very hard time with Reiki because she can't actually touch the people. She's got to hold her hands above, well, and she wants to be able to touch. Well, this involves touch. Now, there are, one of the other problems with Reiki is that there are so many people teaching Reiki, and there's no supervision and there's no standards. Right. So almost every Reiki practitioner I've ever seen touches and some of them have actually even incorporated quantum touch breathing in their work. And so there's no standards with what goes on. So Reiki generally involves touch. Quantum touch involves touch most of the time, except in the distant healing work that we're doing. In fact, Dr. Norman Shealy tested that distant healing work. It was quite a funny story, if you ever want to hear that. I would love to hear it, actually. Tell me, because I know, I know about some, some wonderful ways that they've been able to prove how vibration travels. Yeah, uh, Dr. Sheely had wanted to first see if quantum touch helped his most difficult chronic pain patients with 20 and 30 years of constant pain, 
who had never been helped by any traditional alternative method. And after a single group session, everybody had a 30 to 70% drop in their pain that was lasting, long lasting. That impressed him a lot. But then he wanted to see how it would affect people at a distance who did not know they would be getting a distant healing session. So he had people wired up with EEG and for the first half an hour it was a baseline and the second half an hour there was distant healing. And and the first person I worked on in the first half an hour it was a very you know, normal brain wave. And then in the first five minutes I started working, his central brain delta tripled in amplitude. Wow. Totally unexpected results. And then in the next twenty five minutes his brain waves got so quiet, Norm said if he had just seen that one frame, he might have thought the guy was brain dead. The guy's brain got so intensely quiet. And the next session, a woman had her wisdom teeth out on one side, and neither she nor her mom knew that the uh, distant healing was going to happen. When she comes out of the session, the first thing her mom says, oh, my God, I can see the dimple in your cheek again, because all the inflammation had gone down at a distance. Now, Norm Sheely said to me, well, Richard, do you realize you're a world-class healer? I said, Norm... This is a basic human skill. Now, this is, you know, he said, well, you're either being too modest or you have the healthiest ego of any healer I've ever met. <laughs> anyway, I said, no, every, I said, try it on your staff members. So about 10 days after I got back home from uh, Norm's office, he called me to say that every one of his staff members were able to affect other people's brainwaves at a distance. Mm-hmm. And I said, Norm, what, what an incredible coincidence that all your staff members are world-class healers. <laughs> That's said, okay, perfect. Don't, don't rub it in. <laughs> That's but perfect. The, the basis is that energy, that our love does have impact. Yep. People use the phrase casually. They say, oh, send them my love, which generally means, you know, tell them that I'm thinking of them. But we don't realize that our love really does have tremendous impact and value. And when you are loving somebody and you're caring for someone, it's changing things. It really does. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, yeah. when we talk about that, and we talk, we really have to kind of prelude that into just the words of intention yeah. and what intention means. Um, and and what, yeah, it does mean a lot. And having people understand how much power are in their words and their thoughts. And this is something that um, my husband speaks about all the time when he meets parents of, of a child with autism. Is how absolutely vital what you're thinking in, in, for that child or what you want for that child, and how powerful and how um, how much you can change their entire health just by thought. And we're talking a lot about the quantum touch, but also it's, it's quantum thought as well too, isn't it? Well, they all tie together. And what we're seeing is that when a person moves into that effortless space of just being easy with themselves and, and being open and loving, the results of the work are far superior than if somebody's coming from a very strong, efforting, struggling sort of position. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Okay, so now tell me, I'm I'm a mother of a ch- of a son with autism. He's 14 mm-hmm. years old, and I would love to be able to go home. You know, it's it's so it's 
funny, um, Richard, because I I live in a household where I have my husband who is extremely well respected and loved by his patients and uh, very very brilliant, and then I have this daughter who has uh, lots of abilities and intuitions that are completely amazing, um, yeah. and so then I think. Well, why would I do the touch? They're the real healers in the whole piece. But well, then, I mean, I'm sure a lot of parents are saying that to themselves as well, too. But we like to, we have our own little definition of a healer. <laughs> I thought I'd share it at first. The definition of a healer is someone who was sick and got well. I love that. And a great healer is someone very sick who got well quickly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I wasn't sick enough. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is, is that, we're all doing our own healing, but creating an emotional, spiritual, healthy environment for your child to completely thrive. Now, learning basic quantum touch is very easy. People can do it by reading my book or watching a complete video workshop with friends or family so that everybody gets it at the same time and they practice on each other, and it's a very direct experience. Or... We have about 360 instructors in about 20 countries teaching workshops. Mm-hmm. So uh, these are various ways that people can learn. Having said that, when you learn to do that, then what you can do is you can either do hands-on work or distant work. And the distant work appears to be every bit as good as the hands-on work. It's quite surprising and amazing to see that happen. So. You know, I joke with people, but I really mean it, that typically we're seeing second-degree burns that stop hurting in about 10 minutes and the blisters going or gone in an hour. Now, is there a parent on Earth that would not want to know how to do that? I think every parent would want to know if they knew that they could and they knew it was possible and they knew it would work, to be able to have the skill to take the pain away when your husband or wife has a migraine, when somebody falls down and hurts themselves, to be able to do the basic pain relief stuff with the backache or whatever it is, this is a basic human skill. And so I feel like parents of every household will want to know this when they realize that it's available to them and they can do it. Well, the book Quantum Touch that you have, it's it's a very easy read, and I want to really encourage people that are listening today to pick this up because they they may think, I've seen some of the the books that my husband reads, and I I couldn't even get through the first chapter, but your book, the way it is put out, it breaks it up so nicely, and it is such a fantastic book for anyone from the experienced one to the novice. So I do really recommend this. Um, but tell me more about the workshops and how they can learn more about doing a workshop. Well, there's two kinds of workshops, the live workshops and the video workshops. And what I did was I recorded an entire weekend workshop on video, and I had people write down every question everybody ever asked me for about ten workshops that I was teaching. And I realized that at some point I'm never hearing any new questions so I made sure to answer every single question that ever comes up in the workshop and except for there's 50, about 50,000 conditions and I can't answer everything about every condition but I get the <laughs> guidelines right. about what comes up and so people can watch it 
in the company of their friends in their living room and actually have an excellent experience of a complete weekend workshop which gets the healing happening very quickly. The live workshops are being taught by the instructors around the country. And I guess you got to go to break, so I'll... Yeah, we do. We have to do a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with Richard sure. Gordon at the Quantum Touch. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Tired of those fad diets and exercise routines that you don't stick with? Want to find a better way to incinerate fat and energize your life without those worthless pills or gimmicks? Then tune in every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific to Fitness Truth with host Zach Hunt and A.J. Roberts. Achieve your weight loss and fitness goals and maintain them for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. That's Fitness Truth, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back with Richard Gordon talking about Quantum Touch, the power to heal, and his wonderful book, and we are just talking about some of the workshops and how to find out about these workshops when we had to go to commercial break. So can you catch us up to where you were at with that? Yeah. People should go to our website at quantumtouch.com. And they can purchase your book right there, right? Yeah, they can purchase the book. They can get a video workshop. They can find out where the workshops will be in their part of the world, even if they're listening to this on satellite radio or or far away, and they live in various countries. We're we're doing huge amounts of uh, classes around the world. It's just incredible how this thing is taking off. I interrupted you too, Richard. I'm sorry. The, for for quantum t- uh, touch, it's q u a n t u m t o u c h dot com. That's correct. Um, is is this is is quantum touch? Bigger, or the, the I, I don't even want to say necessarily 
the our version or um, what's in your book of Quantum Touch, but the basic hands-on healing, is it bigger in, what countries are, is, is it most prevalent in, I should, is what well, I'm curious um, about. I think that the, the one that's growing the fastest is the Netherlands. In Holland, it's just taken off like crazy. I think we've had about 1,400, 1,500 people taking the workshops in the last year. Wow. In the Netherlands. Uh, England is very big. Uh, France, Germany, Singapore is taking off. We're getting really good. In Jakarta, they're doing a lot. Oh, Japan is huge with Quantum Touch. Yeah, they they get large workshops, about 80 people at a time. Cool. Over and over and over again. Just The Japanese just love this work. That's and great. And we're even making inroads in, in South America and I think South Africa. I'm off to Thailand next week. Is yeah, I've got an invitation to go to Thailand. I just haven't taken it up yet. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. I need to get away, and that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Oh, they're so big with massages in Thailand, so if they can okay. somehow can combine that, um, it could be a powerful place. Um, oh, absolutely. Okay, so, so when... This this is probably the biggest question I've had about this the whole day because and you you touched on this at the very beginning, and you kind of already answered it. But I was I think there's a lot of people who may believe that quantum touch or we're saying that quantum touch gives us kind of this ticket to not have to care about our diet or our chemical exposure because anything can be healed with touch. But what I'd like to talk to you is about what our responsibility is to taking care of our diet and to chemical exposure so that um, we are constantly healing our bodies and helping our bodies along the way. Well, the body can only heal itself to the abilities and extent that it can if you put too much toxins into a system through poor nutrition or chemical exposure. There's only so much you can do to overcome that. So we need to be as responsible as we can on every level. And Quantum Touch does not want to put out that we're a substitute for emotional or physical responsibility in any regard. We're just an adjunct, an essential tool that's helpful for people to know, but in no way can we take the place of personal responsibility. And and, and I guess... Um, so. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here of what somebody might be thinking. And so they think possibly, okay, so I've spent the last 20 years of my life eating completely healthy, you mm-hmm. know, taking such good care of my body, and all of my joints feel great. So why is it that somebody who has done nothing but eat junk and totally not cared about their body, they get a little arthritis, all we have to do is do some touch, and then it all goes away? I mean, I guess... That's what I'm concerned that people are thinking right now. Well, you may be able to help them relieve the symptoms, but the larger issues may still be partially intact. They may get a lot of relief, but ultimately we pay the price for what we do. And there's a whole another side of this whole issue that isn't being discussed at all. I've become aware of a new process, a new uh, colon process, that is kind of jumping subjects, but this is really what's on my mind at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, I went through uh, 92 
colonics in a period of a little over three months with a special soaking process, and it must have been between 1,000 and 1,200 feet of black sludge come out of me. That when people drink a glass of water or eat some food, they think they're getting the best food they could possibly be putting in their system. But if there's ancient matter left behind, then you're also consuming that as well. And there's no way that a person can operate at their optimum levels of health if they're carrying the ancient materials inside them. We're not only what we eat, but we're also what we ate. And that's just one piece of the holistic picture that is being ignored. Now, the energy healing is phenomenal to be able to care for people and bring them relief and healing and accelerate process. It's spectacular for that work. And sometimes people let miracles in. I was in a cafe about two weeks ago, and the man had broken his shoulder twice. He was in his 60s now. And it took me about three minutes. This is an unusual session, but it was exciting. Three minutes, and his shoulder went from only a few inches of mobility with crunching sound to 100% mobility. Wow. And that shocked me. But I've seen lots of good stuff, but sometimes it goes even beyond your best expectations of what's, what's going to happen or what's even possible. Yeah, yeah. So when these types of things happen, do you yeah. feel that the person who you are helping needs to fully be aware or at least partially aware of the intention that's going into healing? It really doesn't matter because it's their own body intelligence and spiritual intelligence that's directing the healing, not their own belief systems. There have been plenty of physicians who have been turned around because they entered being highly skeptical because they know that what I was talking about couldn't possibly be true, and they left dazzled and amazed because they saw things happening that shouldn't have been true based on their beliefs, but then again, only recently did we find out that bumblebees could actually fly because mathematically they couldn't. But when you know something from an intellectual standpoint that's based on belief, it may not stand up to the practicality of the actual experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can understand that. The, that's, that's the important part that I want to convey to the parents who may want to do it onto their child. Um, mm-hmm. Your child doesn't have to be aware or participating no. in any way, shape, all. or form. And you can do this. I I like, if I'm going to do this, I love to do this over my son when he's sleeping. I love to just kind of go in there into the room when he's so peaceful. Yeah, it's fantastic for sleep times or if they're leaning against you on the couch and you have your hand draped over their chest. Perfect. Perfect time. And, you know, one of the things about it is that we've gotten such spectacular results on infants and animals. And none of them believed it ahead of time. None of them had any major intellectual problems with what we were doing. The, the animals, I, I want to I go back to that whole piece of vibration because yeah, sure. I think that the vibration part is, is very interesting in 
and, and it's it's something that you know, it's, it, to measure intention is nearly impossible. I, maybe maybe I'm wrong. It, I'm sure there probably are plenty of ways, and um, my husband I'm sure would have probably a dozen of them. But I guess I, I can't think of as much of how to measure uh, intention. But you can measure vibration to a certain extent, um, mm-hmm. and. And there's plenty of intuitives around who can read auras and, and see how yeah. things are changing. So what what do animals do for our frequency? Well, generally, um, people feel happier when we have animals around. And that happiness affects our vibration and our frequency. And animals are truly themselves. They're not manipulative or hostile or they don't have any agenda other than to love and be loved and to get their food and to get their strokes and to have fun. That's their agenda. So there's no hidden agenda going on. Everything's out front and people feel accepted around animals and so they've been you know, proven to be very healing in uh, clinical environments or a household for that matter. What's exciting is when Okay, one of the first sessions I did that really shocked and surprised me was somebody had brought a rabbit into my house on Easter. And I thought it was so cute seeing this bunny hopping around the house until I realized it was leaving pellets everywhere. (laughs) So I decided to capture the rabbit and put it back in its box, but the rabbit didn't want to be captured, so what I had to do was corner it. And in the process of cornering it, I scared it a lot, and it was trembling under my hands. I started running the energy into the rabbit, and within seconds it stopped trembling. And then 20, 30 seconds later, it stretched its front paws out and its back paws back as far as it could. Mm -hmm. And I continued running energy, and then it flipped itself over on its back. So its legs were stretched out as far as it was sunning itself on the beach in Hawaii. My friend was watching this whole thing, and her jaw was dropped wide (laughs) open. Oh, my God. I mean... I have seen things over the years that have gone beyond my own belief systems because you don't have to believe in the ocean to get wet, but you do have to jump in. And so we don't really ask people to believe this stuff that I'm talking about is going to work. No, don't believe it. I don't care. Just try it, and then the belief will grow. That's why a lot of people develop their confidence over the long haul by doing 30, 40, 50, 100 sessions, and then they just give up all skepticism. Okay, I give up. The stuff works. And to have that gift, to be able to share your love directly with another person, whether it's a spouse, a child, an animal, a plant, a fluid. We even change fluids. That's another story. But to be able to share your love in a direct fashion a very exciting thing. Let's talk about that fluid when we get back. I want to talk about Emoto's work and things such as uh, yeah. what we can do to water as well as what we can do to change ourselves. We'll be right back with Richard Gordon. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue 
to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Tune in on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart, the program that takes you on a journey through grief after the death of a child. Join Dr. Gloria Horsley, marriage and family therapist and bereaved parent, while she interviews and discusses with other bereaved parents and siblings how they have coped with the death of a child and gone on to create and realize new dreams. So tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Healing the Grieving Heart with Dr. Gloria Horsley, right here on Voice America Health and Wellness. For the most current and up-to-date information and options in childbearing, family health, and parenting, tune in to Celeste Ranese's Timely Topics in Childbirth, broadcasting every Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you don't know your options, you don't have any. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you're a male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back with Richard Gordon, who is the author of two best-selling books, Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal, and your healing hands, the polarity experience, all of which you can get at his website, which is quantumtouch.com. Am I right? That's it, correct. Okay. <laughs> Make sure it's not a it. org. Um, great, yes. And so we were talking a little bit about water, and you just started to briefly talk about So I want to talk about water and how water is one of the greatest conductors of frequency. Oh, yeah. Water can hold vibration for a limited period of time. And it's been popularized by Dr. Emoto. Um, one of the things that we've done is we've had people taste bad-tasting water and then run energy into it, and then you can taste the difference. But even more dramatic than that is I would take a very – I would take the this great – white wine, a dry white wine. You know the kind you get a whole gallon for like $8? <laughs> yeah. And I'd open it the night before to let it breathe. And by the time the workshop happened the next day, I had these little Dixie cups and we'd pour half an inch in each cup 
And people would walk up and take two little cups of this wine, put one under their chair, and they'd run energy into the other one. And in running energy in, what would happen is they would um, they'd spend about three, four minutes into that cup. And then I'd say, okay, taste the one that you ran the energy into. And they'd taste it. And i said, what do you notice? And they'd say, well, it's kind of flat, it's kind of boring, it's this, that. And it's just very bland. Then I'd say, okay, now reach under your chair and take the one that you didn't charge energy into it. Well, everybody is anticipating that this is going to taste the same. But there's this incredible shocked look in the room when they taste the other one. And it's rancid. It's terrible. Yeah. It's accurate. It's sharp. It's Stingy, and they, they make these terrible faces, <laughs> realizing that I had served them a stale wine to begin with, and they had taken the stale flavor out of it. Excellent. Now we're that changing. Save you a lot of money. Well, yeah, I, I got a little business on the side, <laughs> reclaiming stale wine. But the the deeper point of this, and the reason I do it, isn't just to get rid of bad wine. It's to show that we are shifting the very physics and chemistry of matter with consciousness. Mm. That when you are opening up to who you are, the the depth of your love and and the wholeness of your being, you are changing the physics and chemistry of matter. You're shifting everything. And this is very profound stuff. So can we do this on ourselves? Yes. But it's not generally... I mean, sometimes it works brilliantly, but generally it's not as fast, easy, fun, or powerful because other people's energy is like a gift. And a gift is, is amazing and precious, but a gift is also a surprise. So if you just injured yourself, you banged your knee or whatever, yeah, you can run energy in and do a pretty darn good job. But if you've been building a condition for a long, long period of time, you and your organ and your energy are pretty much the same thing. Now, you can help yourself, and I've improved my own eyesight quite profoundly by running energy into my own eyes, and I've helped myself a number of ways. But overall, I think most practitioners will agree, it's just not as fast, easy, fun, or powerful. But when you receive a gift from somebody else, that's a surprise. Yeah. You don't know what's in it, and it just delights the system. Let's just briefly talk about the work. Uh, you and I got had a chance to talk before the show about the work of Abraham and Jerry and Esther Hicks. Oh, fantastic! And and, and that kind of art of allowing is almost a way of internally helping ourselves and healing ourselves. Oh, not almost. It totally is. Yes. So probably the, the vast array of problems that human beings arrive at come from not allowing not allowing the insight, not allowing the love, not allowing the well-being, not allowing the wisdom to make good choices. And one of the fascinating things about it is that The Secret and Abraham Hicks talk about allowing, but they don't tell you how to allow. And we have an advanced quantum touch workshop where the instructors can see what's happening energetically while a person is moving into these various states of consciousness and actively teaching people how to allow more effectively. And that was one of the, that technique I used on the fellow's shoulder 
was one of the advanced quantum touch techniques where I had to go into a state of very deep allowance. And it can be learned. And this is really where the depth of the metaphysics and the personal transformation occurs in the vibration of total allowance. But most people don't know what allowance means. And the easiest way to describe allowance in lay terms would be, what do you have to do to get warm when you're laying in the sun? How do you do that? Or when you're taking a nice hot bath on a cold night, what do you do to let the warmth in? Well, you don't do anything. You allow it. Well, you just enjoy it. That's, that's sort of what allowing is like. Allowing is getting out of the way so completely, you just enjoy it. Excellent analogy. I really like that. Fantastic. And, and, and part of it, though, is um, it, the frustration with autism in, in my own world is I, I want to create my son's own <laughs> destiny. And I'm not responsible for my son's own destiny. He has to create his own destiny. And I, and I, you know, I'm here. You know, I'm allowing. I'm, I'm wanting to, to have nothing but great intention towards him. But I forget sometimes that uh, this is his own path. Exactly. This this is his choice that he's making in this lifetime. And more, you can totally adore him being the choice that he's made, it actually gives him more room to to continue or to shift his choices. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a hard it's a hard piece to be in for a parent. It seems Oh, it's it's extremely challenging and um it's it's not something that it, it's a courageous piece of work to be a parent. Of any child. Of any child and autistic as, as well because you have unique challenges. But yeah, these challenges are, are vital for the education of, of who I need to be. And so I, I am grateful um, 95% of the time <laughs> well, for, the, for the challenges that I have. As you, as you embrace the situation as you would sunlight on a hot, on a hot day and you're laying out in the sun, as you embrace the experience without resistance, uh, you can allow the miracles to happen. It's just Whatever. those sunburn times. That, <laughs> that yeah, well, that's where, that's where uh, putting up a, a uh, umbrella helps a little bit. <laughs> and uh, you need that sometimes. Uh, you have just been such a delight. Uh, the book is Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal. The author is Richard Gordon, who you've been listening to, and has such fantastic and wonderful advice. On um, his website, which is quantumtouch.com, you also can get, we just spoke about the Hicks's um, books, and uh, Abraham Hicks's, not, no relation to myself, although I wish it was, but no, but the uh, Abraham Hicks books are also available on your website, and you have some other fabulous tapes and many different things that can be um, obtained from your website. So please, please visit that. Thank you so much, Richard, for being a guest on my show today. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Everybody, we'll be back with you next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about emotional freedom technique. 
please join us, and we'll be with you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.